back to another episode of Red Delta Sessions, where we've prepared a plethora of unsolicited opinions for you. I am one half of your hosts, Valerie, and this is Delia Grace, the other one half. <laughs> we are math. That's right. We are math. We are grace. We are beauty. We are trans. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a whole fucking plethora of unsolicited opinions. That's right. Delia, welcome back. Uh, any life updates that you'd like to share with us and our tens of fans? Yeah. Um, I'm Delia Grace now. Um, she is Miss United States. Um <laughs> I have moved into my apartment. It's 977 square feet for anybody that watched, listened to our last episode and was just on the edge of their seat, curious of the square footage. Um, yeah, you know, just perpetually stuck in my life. I don't think I'm going to go into IT anymore. So I think from what, one month ago that changed. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're um, always evolving. You know what I'm saying? Like, do God what you love. Changed. Love what you God do. is changed. Exactly. Yeah. So... We'll see. I need a sugared mama or daddy or something, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I could just like update forever, but this isn't therapy, so it sure isn't. I literally <laughs> I did have to tell my therapist. I was like, I don't want my sessions to be just like a big life update for the week. So you, at like ten to fifteen minutes, I do need you to cut me off with my life updates, and I want to like get into the meat of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We love it. We know Delia can chat, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> Chitter chatter is why right. I moved to the Midwest. So yeah, what, are, what about you, Valerie? I am doing Valeria. well. Uh, continuing to get used to life out here on the East Coast. Um, getting into like this caregiving schedule for my dad. Uh, everything else is great. Like working is great lol as it can be i'm paying bills and stuff so like i guess that's nice having a roof over my head um are you less working now like you were like really in the thick of it no are you still in the thick of it i wouldn't say i'm working less <laughs> for sure at this point lots of things up in the air in my professional life which may or may not be exciting in the near future so we'll see um the elevator broke in my building, and I live on the top floor, uh, four stories. And uh, I've never been more thankful for hormones and just growing muscles for no reason, because my dog has a bad knee, so I've been like CrossFit training, carrying that nigga <laughs> from the bottom of that building all the way to the fucking top, because the elevator has broken more in this building that I've lived in for three months than like any building that I've ever lived in in Denver for all the eight or nine years that I lived there. So having a real great time with that, carrying that big ass fucking 60 pound nigga, just like a fucking baby in my arms, breathing my lungs through my mouth as I get uh, to yeah. the fourth and I'm, floor. The context I'm adding to that story is that there's like a juiced up white man at the bottom of the stairs, just yelling at you to like go up this, like it's like an actual CrossFit class that you're paying <laughs> like $120 to just get yelled at the, the whole time. The staircase just smells like fucking kombucha breath and like fucking 
kale shots and, and shit. S- yeah, sweaty cheeks. Just <laughs> like. And then me with just like a stale bong hit, like stale bong hit breath, just trying to get my dog upstairs so he doesn't hurt his knee. Like, so sweet, dude. I'm, I'm such a caring person. Acts of, you know, service is my love language. <laughs> cheap, cheap Whether you bills. like it or not. Yeah, or my, or my love language. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I've, you know, been trying to do my best to keep, you know, uh, a, a good balance between work life and all that stuff. Um, trying yeah, to play some oh video games and watch TV and stuff. Okay, yeah, I haven't been on video games because, like, I sold my PS5, but I have been re-watching Arrested Development, and that shit is ridiculous. Like, that, I just forgot how much that show is, like, white people on their greatest nonsense ever. Oh, yeah, like, that is, um, like, the Wasp Dictionary documentary <laughs> yes. Bible. Like, Wasp whatever. That's your your blueprint right there. Literally, Lucille. She when they like R. the R. whole Lucille. on. Yeah, literally, um, Lucille. They you know the whole Anyang how they like adopt a Korean child to give him a trust fund, mm-hmm. and I was watching the episode. I like had to pause it. So I like you know a TV show is really good when you have to pause it because you're laughing so hard and you don't want to like miss whatever's coming next. Yes. And Lucille after like you know they had had Anyang for a bit, which Anyang literally just means hello. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you haven't watched the whole fucking series that's been out for years at this point. Yeah. yeah. And and Lucille is like tired of carrying her purse and she's like and Anyang just has these amazing deep pockets that I could just store everything in my purse in there and then like fast forward later in the episode and they're at like some gathering and Lucille is digging through Anyang's pockets and she's like I can never find anything in here it's just there's just so much room I can never find everything (laughs) and she like misses whatever's going on it's just Anyways, yeah, that's what I've been watching to, you know, unwind. I still need a TV. I've decided I'm going to get an, a TV for my apartment. That's my update. But what have you been watching? So, yeah, winding down in things, video games and TV shows. Uh, first off, before I forget, um, I finally beat Tears of the Kingdom. So that mm. was really fun. Um, How I've- completionist did you get? Well, I found all of the shrines, all of the light routes. I, I've basically done everything except all of the side quests, which like I'm halfway okay. through. So sure. I beat all the motherfuckers. I found all the things. Uh, yeah, no got all the trophies. Alerts. Yeah, I mean, shit. Again, if you're if you haven't beat it yet or whatever, it's been out for a long time. So if I upset you, go talk to your therapist have- or turn this off right now. <laughs> Triggered. Okay. Right? I have not even started playing it because I couldn't get past the first, like, puzzle island, whatever, (laughs) for six hours. Yeah, there there is a bit of a learning curve at the front of the the game, especially if you're used to Breath of the Wild. But such a beautiful fucking game. Um, I strive to uh, be like Crystal from the Reed, where I find all of the Korok seeds. Um, Chris, literally in Crystal's Twitter bio, like it's like about me, and in one of the blurbs is I I, fa- I have over nine hundred Korok seeds, and like <laughs> like that's that's what I want to be. So I'm working on that. Um, but yeah, as far as like TV shows that I've been watching, um, one's really been slapping. Like just 
entertainment wise, like it's fulfilling me in so many ways. Um, I've been watching this show called The Dead Files. Um, and basically the, the premise is it's like it's these two investigators that come in and help these people who are having just paranormal experiences in their homes, their, pace, their places of business, wherever it is. Like they're, is they're this out there with mockumentary or documentary? No, this is real. This is real. Okay. Like this Amazing. is a real show. So one of the hosts is like a really gifted, um, like psychic empath person that you know connects with the dead and shit and then the other guy is like this retired new york city homicide detective steve steve deshemi or whatever i don't even know the fuck this guy's name is but like his accent gives me fucking steve buscemi but with the d de sylvia deshemi buscemi i don't know like that's like retired new york city homicide like this guy is hilarious (laughs) and cringe at the same time um, I recently found out in one of the episodes, because he mentioned it, that he, like, retired in Florida. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, you suck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this guy, basically, this woman goes into this house. These people are having problems. She does her whole fucking psychic, I see dead people things. And she's like, yeah, in this room, there's this fucking dead old lady who's just, like, fucking spraying blood all over the walls and climbing out from under the bed and, like, punching the woman in the house in the, in the stomach she might be feeling like just really Tell bad intestinal things. Tell me why I just got chills. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like and like you know in this room there's just like a, a room of just dead black boys and, and, and they're just like twisting the spine of the dead man or of the living man in this fucking house. And then like yeah, right. And then, like, uh, you know, so like this person might feel just like really intense back pain and la la la. Might they, they might even get cancer and die of multiple sclerosis or some shit. Like literally, it's like bitches like saying this shit. Like what these dead people can do. And then, so like the job of the, the cop guy is to go research and like find history and crimes that line up with whatever this bitch is saying. And That's he'll be the like, Steve Deshemi dude. Yeah, and, and then he'll Steve be like, Deshemi. retired New York City homicide detective, fucking debts and shit. Uh, woo woo. He, he he calls. One time I was watching this episode where he was helping these bitches out, and they were like, they were akin to like those Portlandia characters, like those two bitches who own the bookstore, like you know healers and vegans and la la la. And he was like, to their face, he was like, yeah, like so I know you're all woo woo and everything. But I'm just like woo woo. Like this nigga is so cringe, and I love every second of it. Uh, but anyway, his job. All the woo woo. <laughs> fucking all this woo woo shit. Are you sure it's not all this woo woo stuff that's that's with that's the, making with, you with feel the like ja- all this? The jazz hands. Woo woo. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you know, I called I called up a a, a favor of one of my old uh, d- detective friends, and 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 he showed me that you know this land was owned by just a fucking ruthless white man, and the, the, the whole plantation was just a, a disaster, and it's just full of torture and la la la. So. Basically, like, 99% of the time, it's these white people that are just like, yo, like, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I'm fucking mysteriously sick. And then this bitch is like, yo, what's actually happening is you're on cursed land. Um, and, and, you know, this isn't fixable. Like, these are, these are Native Americans that have cursed this holy land. And there is nothing that you can do but get the fuck out of here. And, like, half the time... <laughs> These white people, like, like the the detective is like, so are you gonna like, are you gonna listen to Amy? Are you gonna take her advice? And like, some of them are like, fuck yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then like, the other half are just like, no, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here and fight. Like, this is this this been this land's been in my family for generations, and I'm just not gonna give up because some <laughs> voodoo queen slave cursed all the land. All this woo woo, yeah, all this woo woo shit. And I'm like, dude, like, literally, 
half of these fucking stories are like it's cursed land by dead black slaves or dead Native Americans that have cursed that shit and are literally wreaking havoc on the lives of these white people. I'll tell you what, if I ever die and I don't move on, this is going to be my story. Like my goal will be to be on the dead files and like completely just like fuck up the intestines of a colonizer. Like, (laughs) I don't know, give them asthma, like fucking give them, I don't even know. Like, it's been giving have, me life this this show. I have three. I have three things. One hashtag land back. Two <laughs> Academy Award goes to you for your woo woo. All this fucking woo woo, you know. <laughs> and three, it fondly reminds me of like I wrote a college essay trying to get into Pitzer, and the essay was actually quite interesting. It was like if you could haunt any place, where would it be? <laughs> And I wish that that was, like, obviously I couldn't do that, but, like, I wish that you could have written that essay. <laughs> Dude, like, I feel I like, wish I could haunt the land on which I live. Like, you know a white person <laughs> was like, yo, like, I'm about to be so creative with this entrance essay right now. Like, we're about to get gold right now. Like, okay, I'm about to ask these people what would they haunt. Having just no, like consideration at all for any person of color, any person of color with a petty sense of humor who's going to start writing that essay. This reminds me of one time when I was at the Apple store, we were doing a daily download and it's like, you know, it's scarce niggas in there and um, black light. So, (laughs) and petty. So I was like, whatever, I'll take one for the team. It was like the first day for these two like crotchety ass white people who like moved from some fucking white ass bullshit to the white bullshit I was in. Anyway, one of the fucking uh, managers, this this little Mormon guy, bless his heart, like he's, he hit rose cheeks. Like this nigga looked like he was perpetually like 16. For a second, life. I was like, wait, Mormons can use iPhones? And then I remember that's Amish those, people. Those are Mennonites. Yeah, like Mennonites. Am- Am- Amish and Mennonites or whatever. No, I guess it's <laughs> Amish. Because I worked with a Mennonite at the Apple store. But that's a story for another day. Yes, okay, There's because there's a Mennonite person on TikTok and she's, she's like blowing up because she keeps doing all these rap videos. Gross. Anyways. Gross. Let me cut you off right there. I'm uninterested. <laughs> Um, (laughs) So this fucking guy is like, all right, so we're going to do a fun little question for the download now that I've given you all your things. So like, we're going to go around the room. And um, the question is, is like, if you could go back to any time in the past, like, what would it be and why? So like, all the people are going around the room. I'm in the corner with like the two other niggas that are working the whole day. And I'm just like, all right, hold my beer. It's my turn. And I was like, I wouldn't go back to any time because no time is safe for black people nor gay people. So I'm not actually sure how I would answer this question. Maybe I would go back to prehistoric times before anybody made up all of these stupid ass fucking rules. And the whole room is just quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Pins dropping like, yeah, dude, like fucking fireworks going off. I'd go back to the sixties so that I could go see the Beatles. Oh, I'd go back to fucking the 70s so that I can go to a Grateful Dead concert. And I'm just like, yo, like, where can I go back that niggas won't be killed or punished? (laughs) Yeah. Does anyone remember a time? And yeah, I I definitely just took the uh, wind right out of those sails um, in that morning download. Uh, But yeah. All that to say, uh, for my life update, I'm doing great. I'm just trying to work <laughs> and be peaceful and enjoy my life and spend time with uh, the folks that I love. So, yeah. You know, that's all you can do. It's like if we, we're, we're going to acknowledge the suffering that we're all experiencing 
And we're going to laugh at it. That's right. Because <laughs> if it's one thing that traumatized people know how to do, it's use humor to heal themselves. Let me tell you. <laughs> what else do you have? You know, that I've been thinking so much about that, how like all these white people have just never experienced shame before. <laughs> Especially yeah. like socially constructed constructed shame. Well, my whole my whole theory is that like we are in such a bad place societally because literally no one has empathy. Like they don't even know what it means, much less like possess it. So if something doesn't happen to them, they do not believe that it exists elsewhere, i.e. shame. Yeah. If they never feel shame, they don't fucking know what it is. They don't fathom how it can happen to other people. They don't fathom how you can even get yourself into a situation where you can feel such a thing. Yeah. Like, what is this shame? <laughs> Sahame? Is that like, is that like a sh- yeah, Sahame? <laughs> Woo! Is that, is that like a shaman? Is that the verb for shaman? I shame people? Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, but speaking of histories that you would probably want to go back to, I learned via TikTok, one of our greatest intellectual resources of the 21st century, <laughs> that the like, pre-colonial name for the great continent, uh, continent of Africa, I almost said content of Africa, <laughs> the name, I don't know, I'm probably butchering this, Alkabulan, like A-L-K-E-B-U-L-A-N, and it means the mother of mankind or the garden of Eden. And that's like the, first of all, or I should say, I guess I should have prefaced this happy black history month from a white person. Um, and, but I just love this because in the TikToks, I mean, she mentions this and of course it's like kind of obvious. It just indicates that like people, like the people of Africa pre colonization, etc knew that that's where life started, like the mother of mankind, right? And like, it was the awareness of that. And it's just so beautiful and wonderful. And then I also found out in this video, which I tried to screen record it, and I sent it to Valerie and I was like, ooh, we should use this. And of course, because I have these like child locks on my phone that like, it's like, you've been on TikTok too long, iPhone (laughs) display screen, like, Whatever, but Africa, the word Africa is Greek and is a Greek and Latin word that translates to the land of burning horror. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. And so this person says, like, are you talking about your skin when you came to this land? Right. Like how you were burning up from the sun when you got here because even the sun is trying to erase you from this planet. Dude, my whole, like, I have a whole theory about fucking, like, colonialism and shit. Like, these niggas were just too bored and pasty in the shade. And they're just like, oh, my God, like, the sun is coming from that direction. Let's see where, let's see what, like, what happens there. Like, like, if God just gave them some sun, how different would the world be today? But yeah, then, but then, it, but then this, he did like, give them some sun in at this continent, and they were just like, "Oh my god, how can I destroy this?" Yeah, this seems valuable. <laughs> Let me rape, rob, and pillage this. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Christ. Yeah, gross, gross, gross. So, speaking of other like cool black people things, um, I did get to go see an opera last week with one of my friends who's in the symphony out here. Um, and it was, uh, 
an all black opera. So like the whole cast, like the main cast was black and then it was written by William Still. And it was about the Underground Railroad. It's actually pretty cool because it like the characters were like one of the characters was from Richmond and some of this story took place in Richmond. So it was like awesome You're, to like learning to see the it. history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like, cool. it was good. Like the performance was good. The music, like the, the, the orchestra was really good. And, um, I asked like the musicians, you know, like, Hey, like, what did you, how did you like that? And of course they're like, okay, like it was like a little bit weird, you know, I'm not really sure about like the music content and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I agree a little bit. It, it wasn't, you know, prolific composing and shit like that, but this shit needs to be heard and this shit needs to be heard by people who look the same way as this man so that, you know, we can make our fucking masterpieces, romantic, classical, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, not everything's going to be fucking Beethoven, Bach, and Brahms, and that doesn't mean that it deserves, you know, like, it it deserves to be on the stage any less than than that stuff. Yeah, like, stepping out of this, just, like, everything needs to be, like, beautiful harmonically as opposed to just, like, appreciating something for its inherent beauty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. was Is that William Grant still, if I remember the name correctly? Uh, I don't, I, uh, yeah, I think William Grant still. I just want to make okay. sure that there isn't two William Stills because I always see William Grant still when I play his music and not William Still. So, yeah, okay, William yeah. Still is different. Because I know that he was, like, influenced by, oh, William Grant still is different. Okay, good to know. Because um, I was going to say, like, I know that he was largely influenced by jazz music and wrote, like, some Symphony of the Americas, I feel like. I could be completely bullshitting that, but, and it was, like, really fun and jazzy. Fun and jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are two totally different men because... Interesting. Uh, William Still died in 1902 and William Grant Still died in 1978. So, like, hella different people. That's what I thought. I was like, I know this is not William Grant Still because as a violist, I only have so many things. Also, as a nigga, I only have so many things. So I know <laughs> William Grant Still. Yeah, for sure. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah, okay, this is not exactly the same thing, but A, first of all, I went to a um, performance just a couple nights ago of a string quartet, like traditional two violins, viola, cello, um, called the Free Palestine Quartets, written by John King, who is a white man. Um, But he, first of all, the violist was black and I'm pretty sure queer. So I was like, oh my God, and had locks. And I was like, oh my God, it's like Valerie's <laughs> here in spirit. But they were like, um, the whole quartet was really interesting and like each movement kind of honored. Well, originally it was written in like 2014. And so there were like 12 or 13 or 14 movements. And of course they're shorter, but all of them honored one of the villages that was. Um, ethnically cleansed during the first Nakba and then he's writing in the process of writing 131 to like honor the 131 villages that were are being ethnically cleansed um by the state of Israel and so it's like this really interesting project and definitely had like mixed feelings about it he it like you know, it's always weird when, like, a white person tries to, like, honor someone else's culture. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, it was actually really interesting. There's, like, a short Q&A after, and the first question came from this person. It was like, so 
what are the in, like where do the village names like correlate with the movements and he kind of like the composer gave this kind of esoteric like oh well i was looking at maps so and like, i was a studying bullshit answer <laughs> yeah yeah but it was really interesting because like he these pieces were chosen by someone who is like guest curating for the arab american national museum in dearborn which is the like most densely populated um, Arab population outside of the Arab region. Um, so it's obviously a, like a significant museum and, you know, it's, it's not like it's, you know, like fucking, I don't know, bumfuck Montana or something like that. But like she, the guest curator was Syrian Palestinian. The person who opened the show was like Palestinian American. And I was like, this is so interesting to have this white man. And then he like pulled out, I think it's the oud or I've, I don't know which kind of like guitar like instrument with the bent thing. But anyways, yeah, love modern performances. If I can be real, the playing wasn't all that good, mm-hmm. but it was inspiring nonetheless yeah. to... Was it like super like 21st century shit, like modern, hard to grasp sonically? If I can be honest, I think if the playing were a little bit more elevated in just like the amount of specificity that like we as classically trained musicians were, I just think everybody wasn't on the exact same caliber. And so I think for that reason, I struggled more than I could have. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was that complex. Like it was still like you could tell that motifs were being passed around. And apparently it was very like interpretive as far as like when people were coming in and you could kind of make decisions. And so there was this air of like self-determination. See, that's okay, like I fucking hate that. This because you're out here trying to fucking pay homage to a culture. That culture has fucking music and they have rules in their fucking music. And it uh, well, like and he, you're, and you're he fucking said throwing that he, spaghetti at the wall. He said that he was like studying the scales. He was studying the rhythms. But yeah, like I really think that to the, like there, there could have been some either like explicitly stated at the beginning of like, hey, this is, you know, this is a scale that this is based on or like or some very clear, you know, like, like, okay, this village had this inspiration, right? Like, and exactly to your point, though, like it was just so it was vague enough. Mm hmm. But I don't. And so I was just really torn because like so many, you know, Arab people were there and absolutely loved it. Everyone was like gushing during the Q&A. And all that I could think of was like the bow hold. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I like thought the man was going to drop his bow the whole time. That's something I was that like, like I've have to I've had to really check myself with when I go and enjoy music elsewhere, because like that's a toxic that's toxic shit that's left over from us. I mean, obviously. Obviously, it matters when shit is prepared and like like you said, when when things are not really balanced, like that really affects things, right? Yeah. But yeah, like I don't know. I've been really trying to check myself because like that, it not it's not. I'm not checking myself because I'm judging someone else. I'm checking myself because this is how I inevitably talk to myself when I'm trying to do something. Yeah. So I, I have to like reframe that thinking 
for myself, not just for the people that are fucking performing for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. And a hundred percent. And I, I mean, we've had that experience and I remember like you and I went to some like jazz performance and we were just like, egad, like the intonation. And like, we were just like, just judgy, judgy, judgy up a storm because that's what we were trained to do. when we sit Mm -hmm. in for these kinds of things. Yeah. And so I was, like, trying to check that at the door, but the thing that, like, couldn't leave me, and it was more than just intonation, but, like, I remember my teacher said, like, when there's so many intonation issues that it detracts from the effectiveness of the piece, that's kind of what I felt, you know? Like, it was just, it was, like, detracting from the efficacy of the piece, which would have, like, further honored if the message was so whatever, but, like... I don't know. Like, I was talking with my friend John Pablo, and, like, he's a cellist and was, like, in school right now. And we, I mean, like, we kind of, like, just were, like, eyeballing the whole time. Like. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. But like, it like, was, it was, like, it was cool, nevertheless. Like, it was inspiring that these people who aren't perfect at playing mm-hmm. are performing in front of a community, yeah. right? And like raising money and doing all this shit. And it was also just like a, an inspiring in and piece in and of itself, you know, aside from everything, I'm not meaning to disqualify it, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting Yeah, of just like, okay, wow, this is actually like fairly simple passings and like, intonations and stuff you know they're they're it's like playing with consonants yeah. not in like uh what's his tits who's that uh, like schoenberg or whatever like not in that kind of tonal whatever nonsense but yeah i digress <laughs> now on to some more history um so i've actually been playing around with talking more about governmental things like 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 calling this, you know, uh, Valerie's Schoolhouse Rock or, like, Valerie's AP History or whatever. Because one thing that... I don't know if this is me just getting older or whatever, um, but one thing that's really, like, concerning to me is just the lack of interest and, I don't know, just curiosity in politics across the whole scale, like from your city to the fucking White House, right? Like there's just so many apathetic people my age and younger and I just see all this shit going on on the internet that's just like criticizing shit, but there's no offers for solution, no effort to understand things. It's literally just fucking criticism. Yeah, and then no like direct keyboard action. Act- yeah, exactly. Like keyboard activism. Like, I'm just going to yeah. repost this fucking TikTok that says, like, Genocide Joe and has done nothing and la la la. Like, like y'all, there is a real issue of choosing something that's that's less evil than the other. Like, that is a real reality. And that's a reality that affects a lot of fucking people. Not just you and your fucking echo chamber on your TikTok and your Instagram. So I don't know. It's just really concerning to me when I see all this shit because I just like, I feel like people sacrificed their lives in order for us to have freedoms and like vote and and, and, like people really sacrifice their lives. And like, I want to bring more awareness to this shit, make it more palatable for people, um, make it interesting for people our age and younger, maybe put some fun into it. But like, 
Knowledge is power. If you know how things work, where they came from, you understand them, then that gives us a clearer path into the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really fucking scary watching people repost shit about like, I don't like incremental change and I don't feel like my voice is being heard. And like, you don't feel like your voice is being heard, but like you've never voted or if you did vote, it was one time in 2016. Like, yeah. And like you've never together. attended a protest. You've never like done, you've, you're, you have no efforts to sustain or build community. Yeah. You have, you, you don't know, even like... know the baseline fucking definitions of how this shit works. Yeah. The three branches of government, yeah. what are they, right? Like, and it's not, it's not like we're asking this stuff to be facetious and prove how stupid you are. Like, this is important. If you don't pay attention yeah. to this shit, you know who will? Old ass fucking white people. Yeah. And I feel like even, is it Audre Lorde that's like the master's tools will not dismantle the master's house or whatever? Do you know that phrase? I do. Yes. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm probably butchering it in my bad. But, uh, but it's like coupling that idea with a deep knowledge of the people of the masters, right? right. It's like it disassembling yeah, that, the master's house because you fucking built the house. Exactly. Like that doesn't mean that don't make an effort because none of this shit is for us. That's not what it means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that means understand what the fuck they're doing, how they're doing it, so that we can get around it. But you have yeah, to understand it, and you have to be interested. Like, Yeah, it doesn't mean, oh, these tools are useless. Yeah. Toss them by the wayside and just put your hands up. Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, We just live in an age with so much information at our fingertips and people are just like, this is too much work for me to research every candidate. Like, girl, seriously? Like, yeah. how long do you sit and watch porn and, you know, spend time fucking playing video games? Spend time doing other shit? Like... Yeah. It's not well, that fucking hard. It's a failure also of, I think, the American system, be, and like especially the educational system. And this actually, like another, one of, somebody I've been following a lot is this Ismatu Gwendolyn. I don't know if that's actually their last name, but um, a, like, a revolutionary activist who is, like, was a therapist, was doing all this stuff. And they talk about this, how, like, the American, and I mean, this is not like their original thought. This is they're literally just reading books that share this information again to a, t a testament to like learning about history, so that it's not just the history that we learned in class. We're actually learning, right? Like we're not just like given the tools that master gave us, kind of a thing. And obviously, yeah. that's like not whatever. But like, she talks a lot about how. Um, the, the school system makes reading and education as traumatizing a process as possible. Yep. So that every time that you even think about reading a book, your whole nervous system is like, Ugh, I can't do that. Ugh, yeah. I can't do mm -hmm. that. And you really need to like, even if whether it's reading fiction or nonfiction, whether it's listening to audiobooks mm -hmm. or physical books or on your Kindle or whatever, it's a matter of actually opening that book and spending 300 pages learning and it being engrossed in something. Yeah, dude. You and don't know a learning. Word. Look up the fucking word. Like, literally, yeah. the internet is fucking right there. So, yeah. yeah. And I dated for somebody for two weeks who would just, like, get a nonfiction book, read the introduction and maybe the first chapter or two, and then was like, oh, I got the idea, and then just threw it by the wayside. And I'm like, that's not... You're like desecrating that whole person. You're like, oh, I read yeah. your thesis. I'm good to go. I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. like, no, there's a reason why there's 15 other fucking pages... Yeah. on this whole and, and this thing, is just one subject anyways. this is one subject in, in american education like like for me 
I think of math and I get the same trauma feelings. And like, I remember the teachers who did not fucking ha- like helped me uh, cultivate a, a relationship of trauma with that shit instead of doing the opposite. But yes, anyway, good grades let's, and all of this. Well, yeah. not even like good grades and stuff like that. It, it, it was worse. Like this, this math teacher that I remember directly, like contributing to my trauma about math. And I'm a musician and I tell people I'm mad, I'm bad at math all the time. Like I can trace it back to this fucking bitch. And I hope that she retired early cause she did not need to be around children. But like, yeah, she would actively like embarrass me and embarrass other children for not doing math right in front of the Disgusting. whole class. It's fucking Disgusting. gross. Yeah. Yeah. So what so, are we going to learn about today, Valerie? Yeah, back to uh, the class, right? Like, <laughs> Not our rant. <laughs> on to the subject. So uh, back to some laughs too, right? So today we're going to learn about uh, libertarianism, and we're going to learn we're, we're going to we're going to learn about a story where a bunch of libertarians teamed up together to make the change that they wanted to see, <laughs> and we'll see what results came. Gandhi about. would be so proud. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, first off, let's just talk about, okay, like, what is a libertarian? I'm sure you guys have heard that word being tossed around, and probably in jokes here and there. Um, but, yeah, main, main prerogative of a libertarian is just freedom. Like, they believe that they should be free to do whatever they want, and the government should be, like, as little involved in that as possible, right? So, uh, the as little tax as possible that we pay... Um, I want to be able to do whatever the fuck I want um, in my house, right? Like, if I own this land, I can do whatever I want on this land. I can grow weed, I can beat my bitch, I can kick my dog, whatever. I own this land. This is whatever I can do on here. Mm. Um, and you better not come fucking knocking on my door with any sort of guns or any sort of authority, because I don't recognize that here on this land. Um, free markets, they love free markets. So if it was up to them, there would be as many Elon Musks in the world as possible getting their billions in any way possible because whatever, not my chair, not my problem. If you can't eat and I can, and I have, you know, food left over for 10 people, it's my prerogative to keep that and throw it away if I want to. Um, (laughs) what, one thing that really caught me off guard that like, I don't quite understand um, is this non-aggression principle. So I'm just going to like read the definition for that and like we'll mm-hmm. glean what we want from it. Um, many libertarians adhere to the non-aggression principle, NAP, which asserts that the initiation or f- uh, the initiation of force or coercion against others is inherently wrong. <laughs> this principle guides their opposition to aggression, fraud, and coercion in both personal and government interactions. Right? So it asserts which the initiation just- of force... Uh, or coercion against others is inherently wrong. So you cannot force me to do anything that you believe is right. It's giving like a strong bastardization of nonviolence. Right, but these will these niggas will be the first to cock their guns and pump their shotguns if you come yeah. on their property with some bullshit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, obviously, people. There's a whole Venn diagram that people live in in this world, yeah. right? But that's the, the the overall idea of libertarianism. They literally are a bunch of dudes who want to be free to do whatever they want on their property. Mm. Mm. As long as they're only hurting people that belong to them on their property. <laughs> but anyway, on to the so, story. So American. Isn't it? Just as American as fucking apple pie. Yeah. Um, so... I read this story on uh, something called the Freetown Project. Now, um, 
I preface this story with, you know, we're going to we're going to hear a story about how a bunch of libertarians got together and made the change that they wanted to see. So this is going to sound like some wild country shit. Trigger warning, white hoot nanny. (laughs) White hoot nanny shit. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it's probably everything that you're guessing right now. And here it goes. So uh, a bunch of libertarians were meeting on the internet in some fucking dark corner of a fucking chat app that no one fucking uses anymore. They say, all right, let's scope out a place in America where we can just fucking move there. We'll all move there. Once we get there, we'll start voting shit into like we'll start just engaging in local politics and making the change that we want to see. Which is what we should all be doing, but like not this version of it. Anyways. Exactly all the foreshadowing I'm doing. So uh, where are we going to they they look on a map. Where are we going to find a place where we can build ourselves a libertarian utopia? They fucking close their eyes, they stick their finger on the map, and they turn, or they reveal uh, Grafton, New Hampshire. So they pack up all their fucking mayonnaise, all of their shorts and um, socks and flip-flops, and they take their- Jello salad. Their jello salad. um, And they take it all over to New Hampshire. So uh, you guessed it, this group is made up mostly of white males. So- they get to this town. They start taking over the local government, running for, you know, the city council spots, the education board spots, like literally start taking over this fucking town. Um, How colonial. Isn't it? Right. And they, and they do it via the processes that are in place. Hmm. Right. So uh, they, non-aggression. Right. <laughs> so they're here. They're queer. Not queer. Get used to it. Oh, <laughs> Um, they're in the town, they've taken over, they're in positions of power, they start changing the rules for shit that they don't like in this town. Um, of course the residents who were there, the the ancestral residents of Grafton, New Hampshire, uh, are all upset about this, like, why are these fucking crazy people coming into town, coming in, changing our fucking rules, like, everything was fine, like, this is fucking crazy, why is this happening? So, again, despite being outnumbered by the locals, these motherfuckers had a plan and they executed it. So it didn't matter what these other people were doing if they weren't participating in the same local election shit that these libertarians were, um, you know, dabbling in. So uh, one of the first things that they got rid of (laughs) was sanitation shit. So they're like, we don't need recycling we don't need these people to come. We don't need to spend money for these people to come pick up our trash. We're going to take care of this shit ourselves. That is so filthy white people, like, on brand. Yeah. And, you know, there's actually a bigger consequence than just visually ruining the area. Um, in this area, there's a lot of active bears. So, as a result of these people basically, you know, uh, wiping away the budget for sanitation... They start having bear problems. So bears start coming in onto their property, destroying their shit. Um, Looking for which, food. Yeah, exactly. Which which results in higher spending on other shit. Like more, more money that they, they would spend on sanitation ends up getting spent on all of this property damage, all of this security, all of just taking care of these bears. They end up spending more money on that than, you know, recycling and picking up their trash. Um... <laughs> Uh, beyond that, so uh, 
the the town starts getting fucking tired of this bullshit, right? Crime is through the roof. Like people are just like petty crimes. Like obviously, like the locals retaliating against these fucking libertarians, it, implementing their fucking dumbass rules and literally destroying the town and making it very dangerous for human beings to just fucking live there, right? Yeah. So, what this suggests is, if you organize, if you use the rules against these people in an organized way. What could we do if we went to a fucking town and we said, hey, this is the town I want to go to. These are the things that I want to see. I want to see fucking healthcare, cheap healthcare for these people. I want to yeah. see uh, housing projects that are actually affordable housing, not, not affordable for, you know, uh, upper middle class folks, like affordable housing for people who don't have jobs, who need to, have a place to live to get back on. Yeah, who have a record, who right? have poor credit scores. I want yeah. I want to feed the neighborhood. I, I not even that. Like like even shit that's not even as noble as that. I want to legalize recreational marijuana here. I want to legalize uh liquor licenses in grocery stores, right? Like like it's mm. that kind of shit. I want to uh create a project that assist students in need right that that helps them reduce yeah. the debt whatever it is like that is shit that that is executable if you understand how the rules work and if you understand how to organize your community like these fucking like white people do that shit over and over and over and over again right like this is literally a fucking uh inception dream right like these people are in america their ancestors already came and fucking colonized this goddamn fucking country they're looking for more freedom more an another place within this fucking colonized place to colonize they choose a fucking town right yeah. they go into that town they win the positions of power in there they make the changes that they want to see they end up fucking you know uh, reaping consequences from that shit, right? So, like, again, slow, small change leads to big change. And just because we can't fucking burn down the whole White House doesn't mean that we shouldn't fucking try to make change in our own communities, in our own neighborhoods yeah. today. Yeah, well, I think that that's, like, a huge point is that, like, it uh, so much of our efforts need to be decentralized in terms of, like, who we elect into the White House obviously matters, but, like, your local representatives matter a lot, right? Like your local representatives can determine whether bears are knocking down your shit and like terrorizing your home or whatever. But like, it's so on brand for white supremacist politics where like, I want more freedom at the cost of everyone else's freedom. Yeah. And I get to define what freedom is. I get to define, you know, like... Think about, think about our radical definitions of freedom in our community, right? Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know, it's crazy to see this rise of social media and how quickly people can get a following and just the ears of other people. And, like, it's such a yeah. powerful tool. Remember the summer of 2020. Remember that. Don't forget it. Because, because... Yeah. The white people in power, the oppressive people, the rich billionaires and all that shit, the people who want to uphold the status quo want you to forget that. They want you to forget yeah. that people fought with their lives for you to vote. They want you to forget that. And that happens every single year. Again, yeah. old white people will not forget to vote. They don't fucking yeah. know who, what platform these people are running on. They just see an R next to their fucking name and that's what they vote for. Yeah. They don't give a shit. So get off your fucking high horse, Google chat GPT, whatever the fuck these people's names and take time off of work and go vote. 
Fuck yeah. your job. You fucking hate it anyway. Go leave for two hours and go vote. They'll pay you for that. They have to. It's the law. Go do it for fuck's sake. So Mike drop. that's Mike drop. history for you today. Yeah. The interesting, I was looking into libertarian myself and uh, libertarianism and I found it extremely interesting that yet again, like America has kind of bastardized the term because I mean, like libertarianism came out of like the word liberal, which, you know, like liberty and blah, 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 personal freedom, separation of state and church and like all that kind of shit. And there was this idea that like the, the, some quote from John Locke, who was one of the, he signed the Declaration of Independence and, you know, like that kind of history, <coughs> said that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of those ends, like that, you know, the government starts disrespecting the consent of the governed, um, that like then the it's the right of the people to alter or abolish those systems mm -hmm. and like when the like when the government becomes violent and starts creating destruction on that co consent which i'm like oh like that's great like that again in theory is awesome in practice is what now is termed because the other interesting thing is, of course, you know, that's like hundreds of years ago. But now, like Noam Chomsky is a, a libertarian intellectual, but he differentiates that the that libertarianism is a synonym in the global sense for anarchism and libertarian socialism, which are, you know, reasonable ideals. But then in the United States, it's unique that libertarianism is associated with like capitalist free market, you know, just like let freedom ring ideology it's, to it's, a it's point little where little fucking dictators. Yeah, it, you know? exactly. And where it's been in 2020, it was dubbed barst quote, barstool conservatism, which is literally inspired by like barstool sports who like repost all these dumb videos on the internet and yada, yada. Um, it's regurgitating like, shit, regurgitating yeah. shit without any fucking like true goal or understanding of what you're regurgitating. Yeah, exactly. And it, and like that whole barstool conservatism is combines like a religious libertarian concerns like abortion bans and, you know, what was the quote? Tooth and nail, middle finger unwillingness to accept liberal social norms such as gender pronoun use and diversity and or and DEI practices. If, and, if my know, eyes could roll like, completely into the back of my fucking brain, I'd be looking at my brain stem. Right yeah, now. into your throat, just like looking at your taste buds. Yeah, it's <laughs> just and it it's just like it's really fast. It it's a, another testament to like how just bubble, how much of a bubble America lives in yeah. that like libertarian libertarianism on an international sense is actually like the space where we can move to like this anarchism is looking towards local communities. Like anarchy is not just chaos, which that maybe that can be another thing that we talk about, but like there's a lot of organization that goes into anarchism. Mm -hmm. And, but like when someone just reads anarchism and they think anarchy and they think chaos and they think, you well, know, January we, 6th, we saw that, know, we like, saw that in 2022, right? Like, like that shit is on both sides of this battle, right? Like yeah. you see these fucking idiots January 6th, right? But like even me, us being out there in the protests in 2020, I saw 
people being anarchist shitheads for the sake of being an anarchist shithead. Nothing yeah. to do with whatever the fuck else we were doing. I feel like that's, that's, we chaotic doing. shitheads, yeah. though. Like, it's like, because anarchy is cool. Like, anarchy is about, like... like building a garden outside your house and then having so much that you can just hand it out to your neighborhood instead of this centralist like grocery store you know perfect beautiful produce mindset like anarchy is this like we don't need to have systems for everything in place we can just rely on the benevolence of people but there's just a lot of people who aren't benevolent but again I think like all this I think shitheads also rebranded anarchism right like like the whole yeah. the same thing with like socialism and stuff right like totally p- most people's current understanding of what anarchism and anarchy is and for me too because like i don't know that shit worked on me i didn't fucking research that because it seemed like something that i didn't want to be a part of yeah to me probably the broader definition of society too for for anarchy is just like you guys just want to destroy everything you like like you want to burn down that garden if you wanted to not just like have the garden and give it to people right like yeah. you see the garden and you want to burn it down because that's what you want to do like yeah. that is the mainstream definition of anarchy so yeah. you know and that's 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 another thing to explore on uh, oh history too is like the rebranding of, of anarchy well and it's not just it's, like uh, more things in general right like even people yeah. rebranding of mlk malcolm x uh anarchy yeah. communism socialism all that shit yeah like the black panthers were absolutely believed the in black anarchism. panthers yeah yeah like a, a, an incredibly community oriented like serious protective like on many different senses like protection and care Mm -hmm. were huge morals of that which Ismatu talks about this all the time that like the media the culture whatever the CIA whoever you want to blame on a systemic level want you to believe that there's only this like doom and gloom and violence and all this kind of shit and when you're in an urban center where there's like not people doing anarchy stuff who are like building communities based in love mm-hmm. then like you know when all you see is Marvel movies and all you see is this terrible shit on the news and all you see is just like murders and you know like true crime and like all of this and it's not to say that like it it's bad to consume these things but it's when that wholly uh, encapsulates everything you consume your brain comes to understand that there is nothing else that exists out there yeah and so there are other systems like the city of detroit is an incredible example of this of like you know we've been abandoned i can't say we but like the city has been abandoned by capitalism and these like rigid systems for so long so people were forced to resort to anarchy in order to sustain themselves yeah. also and- like this this reminds me of of life between 2016 and 2020 like that was such an interesting period because i feel like it was like visually apocalyptic like I walked through many cities that had boarded up windows in their downtown centers when that mm. shit was happening. And that was like that was that administration. Obviously a bunch of things bubbled up for us to get there, right? But like yeah. that was extreme white supremacy and like that was Republican bullshit at its finest. Like here's the government doing the least that it can, right? Here's the government co signing all of these ridiculous societal racist shit 
that like these white people really wanted to say out loud and yeah, like well, that even was democratic the literal bullshit too, that, yeah like my, yeah my yeah exactly name, yeah, yeah those fucking centrist status, motherfuckers. status yeah status quo yeah. bullshit yeah but like that was a time where it's like okay like republicans you got what you wanted and the streets are literally boarded up right now they're literally in chaos right now there's spray paint on capitol buildings in downtown denver the capitol buildings were boarded up boarded up like i remember that <laughs> it was so great it was fucking apocalyptic <laughs> Like, yeah. like this is what you guys show the you guys like this is what the media shows uh, America and other countries when they're just like, look at this fucking shithole that we're trying to save right now. Like, that's what our streets look like. Yeah, that that's what protesting gets you. Yeah. And that's what freedom fighting gets you is boarded up windows and mayhem and all this shit when like. Okay, but yeah, it's all this like, it's like veiled, it's lifting the veil on like veiled oppression as opposed to explicit oppression. Yeah. Which to me is like the Republican versus Democratic parties. Yeah. But when really they're both under the same umbrella, right? And it's like, okay, like, this is the kind of shit that concerns me too, is that this is a multifaceted conversation, right? It's not both of them suck, so I'm not going to participate. Like, that's the shit that I get worried about. what I see people posting shit on the internet. Like, everything sucks, so I'm just not going to participate. Like, that's how people like you and I lose rights, D. Like, that's how people like you and I can't sleep at night because we're so fucking stressed out about existing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of news of, like, people in Dearborn who are so fed up with Joe Biden that they are considering voting for Donald Trump because what Biden is doing, like, Biden is literally murdering their families, Right. So like it's it's like this deep sadness for these people because they like, yeah, if your family was being murdered by the current administration, why the fuck would you vote for them? Right. And like if that's the other option, as horrible as that is. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and so it's it's just this like we're we're fucked, you know. Yeah. But like at the same time, we need to put in the work. We need to do all of this. But yeah, white people on their nonsense. Libertarianism is in America garbage, but internationally is actually really beautiful and quite nice. Um, but you know, white people are always on their nonsense and just want freedoms. Which... Yeah, I, want, I want fucking freedom too, bitch. God damn it. I want to yeah. pay fucking $2 for a loaf of bread. I want to fucking <laughs> like pay a reasonable amount of fucking money for some goddamn chicken. I want to pay a reasonable amount of money for my fucking rent, bitch. How about that? Or just not have rent. Or like, right? Like fuck, dude. Like I just think about this all the time. Like like you think about like I think about the salaries that my parents had when I was a fucking kid. And no. like I think about like I I was randomly thinking about this the other day. Um when I was young, my parents would just, like, we'd go look at houses that we know we couldn't afford just because it was fun. Like, it was something to do. We didn't have anything else to do. Let's go take a tour of a fucking mansion, a literal yeah. mansion. These mansions, I remember, and I remember being like, oh, my God, that's so much fucking money. Mansions, D. Mansions. Whole ass acres in Las Vegas. These houses were, like, $300,000. $300,000. Yeah. Like, now, I, if... For $300,000, I could buy a house where, like, I'd smell Ines's fart from the other side of the house because it's so fucking small. Like, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. But, like, again, Don't back to... Don't read Ines on the air like that. <laughs> Ines could smell my farts from the other side of the room. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, it's shit yeah, like that... Absolutely. ...that we should be working to organize, not just, like, criticize... Like, what's the solution, right? 
Like even yeah. working as a manager right now, like people come to me and they're just like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm okay, like, well, f- what's the fucking solution? Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Right? Which if I feel like everybody, if you want to dive deeper into this, I feel like Doppelganger, which I will perpetually mention, Doppelganger by Naomi Klein touches on so much of this of like like the 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 conservative right and all this they are incredible strategists and their strategy is working that's what i'm saying like these old ass motherfuckers that don't know shit about shit don't give a fuck about you yeah hate black people hate brown people they will vote they will yeah. do it every single time yeah. and they've been and they showing galvanize you that. people to vote along their party yes. lines because they bitch about all the shit that we are similarly worried about, but they don't offer any solutions for it. All they do is point the finger and they're like, you're doing it wrong. Yes. And yeah. And yes. then like the, the, the classic like bait and switch on the, the moment that they get into office kind of a thing. Yeah. But and like last thing yeah. I want to do before we move on, because obviously these conversations can become extremely polarizing, right? Like us versus yeah. them, me against you, whatever. We got to remember that we are all united as poor people. We are poor people together. Black, white, brown people, white people, you are getting lied to by your own people, by people in power. If you team up with us, if we team up with you, that is prosperity for everybody. Look at the people in the past who have promoted that message and where they are now. And it's Black History Month, so I'll mention two of them that everyone knows, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. If you really research those men late into their lives, their message was not black people, let's prosper. Their message was everybody, we need to prosper. Yeah. And that the white moderate was the, like, the reason why all this shit was happening. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, my, my closing remark on this is that that again from doppelganger is this idea that like the change that we need to demand is hard on systems, but soft on people. Yeah. Because when we're hard on people, all it does is polarize people Mm -hmm. and it swings them to, you know, like, yeah, it fear based politics. Mm -hmm. So reactionary shit. Yeah. Yeah.
speaking of reactionary based shit, speaking of white people doing crazy nonsense, I wanted to we wanted to close the show with our new favorite segment, the closest to a sports segment that we will ever get to, mental gymnastics. <laughs> and on this episode, I wanted to do whatever double back handspring to explain these white people who have gathered hundreds and thousands of followers all in pursuit of watching their devotion to a shoeless life. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> because that's really what sets you apart. That really, yeah, like not wearing shoes is really what sets you apart from like the noble it's, people and the non-noble people. Exactly. Well, you know, there's starving children in Africa that don't have shoes. And so all you're doing is bringing awareness to Africa. Oh my God. Um, Sorry to interrupt, but just one quick ass fucking <laughs> intervention that literally just like trauma made me remember. Oh my God. Sorry for so many Apple stories today, but another Apple story, another daily download that I was like, what in the motherfuck is going on here in this world? I'm at the fucking daily download. And this is a bigger daily download than I was like, um, it's not safe for black people anywhere. It's literally the entire store, like the whole fucking team, because we had some fucking white man who was like regional manager of whatever the fuck insert here, some fucking white man, of course. And he was like this, like, (laughs) Like, he probably used to be a hippie when he was young and, like, you know, smoke weed and, like, fuck yuppies. He, but now he's yeah, in, like, he Apple ate corporate. Yeah, so much acid. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, trendy glasses and, like, longer hair and then, like, you know, a polo and some, like, really simple but expensive tennis shoes. Um, This guy is, like, giving Made us a Made by child talk. labor, obviously. Oh, obviously. Like, obviously. So he's giving us a pep talk, just getting the whole team ready to go and just sell iPhones and help people at the Genius Bar at, you know, at their best. So he's fucking talking about opportunities and like, you know, it's all about where you see the opportunity, right? So like, you know, change your mindset and look for opportunities anywhere. This nigga goes into this story about (laughs) shoe salesmen. He's like, there's a team of shoe salesmen. There's one guy on there. His boss gives him his next assignment. His next assignment is to go to Africa and sell shoes. Of course, this man is bummed. He's like, why the fuck would you ever send me to Africa? Because you know none of those niggas out there wear shoes. He's literally saying this. He's literally saying this man is a shoe salesman. He's posted to Africa to go sell shoes. Obviously, everyone sees the problem in here, right? Because Africans don't wear shoes. Meanwhile, I'm fucking jaw to my titties (laughs) in the fucking crowd, just like looking around and I'm like you spit up your breakfast literally and, and everybody's just like oh my god yeah like fucking like brilliant like look for a whole continent like, of people shoeless right? like this man's gonna be rich selling all these African shoes and I'm just like oh my fucking this is so fucking racist and like is anyone else as shocked and appalled as I am right now like what the fuck is this like oh my god so, of course, he finishes his fucking analogy and everybody's just like, oh, my, like, fuck, yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I should be dismissed. Like, I should go home with pay right now for having to just, li- like, listen to this nigga talk about this dumb shit. Like, anyway, that's the Apple store. And I'm sure he still works for <laughs> Apple Corporate. He was the regional manager of, like, the Southwest. So, if you know him, um, tell him to stop I probably did my interview. I, yeah, I probably did an interview with him when I briefly interviewed for like a holiday Apple 
retail person. Jesus I butt. love that. I love that the American education system is so bad that far back <laughs> that an entire continent in your little pea brain, an entire continent. A developed people, continent. This is a developed continent. A developed continent of the largest continent in the world. Did you know that some countries in Africa have skyscrapers and roads and cars and planes? No way. How and, do they? And climb some of the their skyscra- residents wear shoes. You're telling me they built those skyscrapers without shoes, Valerie? They did. Um, what? It, wow. What, yeah, I don't know if you've ever researched how the pyramids <laughs> were made, but you know, no shoes. A, a bunch of slaves without shoes. <laughs> drug all of those limestone blocks up. I'm imagining us rewriting an entire book on African history and every other sentence is they did this without shoes. <laughs> Talk about a struggle. You think you had a struggle walking 15 miles in the snow without <laughs> shoes? Try building a whole fucking pyramid. Fuck that. Try building a whole continent without shoes. Try Thank, thank try God there was one salesman the- that was a, that was assigned to that whole continent and really got them taken care of. Taken care of that instantly. man is a billionaire now. Woo! Selling shoes, <laughs> hopefully Toms, to the entire right? country. One for one. Of the entire country of Africa. My God, what a dark time in history, Toms. Anyway, now that I've sufficiently derailed you, um, back to your original point. No, so <laughs> I mean like the mental gymnastics, and I was almost going to research this further, but I just wanted to do some like some floor routines, you know, some, (laughs) what are the donuts, the bars? I wanted to get into some gymnastics as to what also rationalized these people. This is, so they went so far, like obviously, you know, no shoot, no shirt, no shoes, no service (laughs) is a a proliferating policy on the, on the behalf of the sanitation of the community. Sanitation and safety, Um, bro. So these people were getting routinely like, you know, escorted out. They said they couldn't get through the airport. Um, so their solution, and this is this is like some Simone Biles level shit, <laughs> was to they have a closet full of shoes that they have that they were just holding on to, I guess, for some reason. They cut out the soles of every single one of those pairs of shoes so that they could look like they're wearing shoes, but still not be wearing shoes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, okay. Like, I just imagine all of, like, the the fecal matter spit. Sharp glass. Like, just all that shit that they're absorbing through their feet. You know? I hope that oh on God. a daily basis that they're walking down the street and someone in their car flicks the butt of their cigarette out and that little cherry is still hot and they step their tiny little uncalloused white toesies <laughs> on that burning and then like a block down someone just busted out a window because we live in anarchist America and so they're tromping over freshly shattered glass just like, but it's fine because there's no shoes of children in Africa and we're bringing awareness to that I'm just like visualizing like the cracked black heels that they just slap against the pavement as they walk to Whole Foods like <laughs> ew uh, fucking disgusting <laughs> Like, I'm just, is anyone, is anyone (laughs) capable of, like, the mental gymnastics? How does that make any sense at all? Who is this helping? And how disgusting is your home? Ew. Can you, okay, I'm also imagining, like, they have, like, fresh white carpets. And the whole thing is just, like, peppered with 
ash and dirt and it's all like footprints like you can every little the whole house is just footprints galore maybe some <laughs> linoleum so that like, like the dirt just like cakes like a i'm just bit. imagining like the foot of their bed under the covers like it's just it's like it's like you know how like they have those car like they have those car tins where just like the top of the windshield is just black like it's just a black line like i imagine that at the foot of their bed and like also i don't know where this is coming from like this this intrusive thought very inappropriate but i just had like a memory of watching a pornography and then like noticing one of the bitches have like disgusting ass feet and i was just like okay like i'm done for the day thank you so much like this completely just ruined this whole activity for me closed laptop <laughs> like fuck disgusting i just like <laughs> I want to like I want to try and rationalize even a modicum of like this but <laughs> the silent thinking <laughs> the silent thinking the rationalization it's, that is not happening the, it's that jeopardy hold music yeah. that <laughs> waiting for anything at all because I think what I could see this is like you know, you're in a yoga class and you're not wearing shoes and we're taking the lessons we learn from our yoga class off the mat, but not necessarily the same policy for <laughs> shoes. Um, <laughs> I'm just dead, dude. Yeah. Like... I'm like, still wondering. Like, like I'm yes, like you know, people who wear vibrams and like like the sound that those vibrams make as they like slap the ground with just like no fucking support for their arch at all. Like like I'm just like like a little duck. Oh, like I just shoes, imagine the them just like shoes. flapping around like a duck with their nasty feet. Like God, ew. I just was so shocked that like they took like that's a lot. They each had like twenty pairs of shoes. First of all. <laughs> and to cut out the souls just to evade laws is really some libertarian level. That is. That, that is that's some li- that is, nanny. What a way to tie that back to the subjects of this episode, D. No fucking notes <laughs> on that, dog. No notes on that. <laughs> Jeez. God. Um, and with that, like, that's a mic drop. With that, I hope that you fucking enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I hope you learned something. And I hope you come back to join us again next month. Um, if you enjoyed this show, please remember to visit our website, reddeltacollective.net. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, fill out anonymous feedback on our contact, our contact page. Tell us how pretty we are. Tell us how funny we are. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us if we got anything wrong. Just reach out. Let us know. Um, you could send us weird pictures of your dirty feet. Just not your genitals, please. Yeah, no triple X pictures. But, but your also, dirty like, feet will roast. I promise sure. we're not feet pit collectors. Like, that is not my no, fetish. That's so. wiki feet. That's what wiki feet is for. We just want to double check that you're wearing shoes everywhere you go. Uh, show us your feet. The name of the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, just let us know. Buy us a coffee. Hit us on our Venmo. Um, pay us. Just kidding. Don't pay us. Do pay us. Enjoy it. Whatever you'd like. It's your pay freedom. Us. You libertarians. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, pay us. Okay, little bitch. <laughs> 
Anybody that likes being financially dommed out there, just <laughs> fill out our contact form and we'll get right back to you. So brutal. With that, love you. I love you. Oh.